Yo. Soft words and harsh truths. You got issues, I got issues, we all do. So free yourself for safe space for your concerns. We got things to learn, habits to unlearn. Always deconstructing and reconstructing. Can you see the beauty that's in destruction? If there's an end, the new beginning's coming. Nothing yeah. comes easy, does yeah. it? You gotta really want yeah. Soft words and harsh truths. You got issues, I got issues, we all do. Good day, good day. Hello, this is Unhinged While Anchored. I am your host, Goddess. And as you see, we have a little bit of banner fun in the beginning. <laughs> Tonight, I am really honored that I get to sit with a poet, an author, and a community activist. Tonight, I get to sit with Black Noise. How are you tonight, Black? I am doing well. How are you, Queen? I am wonderful. I am wonderful. Now, I came into contact with you by complete accident. <laughs> we interacted through AJ's word, um, his 707 uh, podcast that he does in the mornings. Yes. Um, and it was just a per chance meeting. So I was really excited when you were interested in coming to sit with me. Tell me a little bit about you. Um, um, well, my name is uh, Eric Smith. Uh, I go by Black Noise. That's my stage name. I'm a performing artist, uh, poet, and spoken word artist, um, a youth advocate. I'm from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. I, uh, I've been doing, I've been a professional poet for a little over 10 years now. Um, I am the author of Priceless, um, a collection of my first collection of poetry and also a, a workbook called, uh, prayer, poetry, and affirmation. Um, and we can get into the background of, uh, that later on into the show. Um, I am a father, I um, and a founder of Black Noise Youth Initiative, um, a social and emotional learning uh, program for the youth here in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. I'm trying to spread out to other cities and states with other poets uh, to be able to get into um, other school systems and uh, bridge the gap between student, parent, and teacher, um, because I know that the teachers don't really have as much support as they need to be able to rear our children as much as they have them on a daily basis. Um, so, um, yeah. So that's just fair. many of us don't have the support we need to rear our children. <laughs> but I agree <laughs> that teachers need a little bit of more assistance. Now, I was doing a little deep dive on you. Um, I'm going to be honest. I prefer organic connections, so mm -hmm. I don't go looking for a lot of information because who you are is not going to be captured in print. Um, okay. And so I did see, though, that you've been doing spoken word, like you said, for over 10 years. Mm -hmm. And spoken word intimidates me, I'm honest, because basically it's just a story written, right? And it's just, it's it's a story. A spoken word is truly a story. And there's a, a message in everything. I'm a formatted poet. 
And so the free form of spoken word intimidates me um, mm. because I talk a lot. <laughs> so what, what, I mean, what led you that path? It's not typical, especially for a black man um, to take that course of action. I mean, I'm seeing more now, but it's not something that was common 10 years ago. What, what inspired you? Oh, well, I've been writing for since ever since I could remember. Um, but when I was 12 years old, a lady by the name of Sarah Noble uh, in the youth um, program that I was involved in pushed me <laughs> to um, to recite one of my poems on stage at a youth retreat that we had. And that sparked something in me that just never left, um, right? I've been a professional barber for well over 20 years and I just, I just have a creative spark in me, period, right? But spoken word or poetry or um, this art form has given me an outlet to speak about things that I see, that I feel, that I feel that are poignant and need to be spoken about um, in greater detail so that I can heal. Right. I was an angry kid. I was an angry kid. And um, a lot of it had to do uh, with my father, with my mother and my father breaking up. And uh... now, just so anybody's aware, when um, Eric gets a call, he will unfortunately lose connection for just a moment, but he will be right back. And while we wait for him, I have to admit that I have found true healing in poetry. I have written so many different things and so many different emotions that it's been something that is beneficial to me. Welcome back. <laughs> you are good you are good and i i shared that when you get a call it will kind of take you off the screen so i don't want you to feel concerned with that that's no big deal i'll just keep going um i was sharing that poetry for me has been an outlet because i i'm i am my inner child and so I write from her often. And so it does come off as childlike and I've been very intimidated to share it because of sometimes I do have that ABAB pattern. Sometimes it makes no sense whatsoever. And then I'll have a random rhyme scheme, you know? Um, and it's just, it has been very beneficial though because it allows me to talk without judgment. Hmm. Have you found that you've been able to release some of that energy into your writing? 
Absolutely. Uh, I release everything. <laughs> if, I'm, if I'm pissed, if I'm happy, if I'm if I'm if I'm extremely jovial, if I'm down, if I feel depressed, I normally release that energy within my writing because I my main thought now it wasn't that this back then, but my main thought now is since I've been on stage. I've been able to connect with certain people. I've been able to hear certain people's stories. Mm-hmm. Whatever, so now my outlook is whatever I write down isn't mine anymore. I say that too. It's not mine anymore. So when I release it to the page, it's no longer mine. I'm getting rid of it. I'm I'm, I'm purging everything that I have. Absolutely. And now that they can hear it, they can, you know, somebody, it doesn't matter if it's the full crowd or not, somebody can relate. Somebody can help themselves heal from my perspective. And that's the and that's the most major point. Or somebody can get some knowledge that they didn't necessarily have before I did this research for this piece <laughs> and like stayed up for days because sometimes it takes a while. Uh, to write a poem or to to release those things that you didn't necessarily want to release or you felt like you couldn't release because of how people would look at you. But I don't really care about how people look at me anymore because of how I feel or what I write. I can respect that 100 percent. I have been published myself. Um mm-hmm. It was when I was like 19, it was called Tear in the Night and it was published on Net Poets. So I felt kind of snazzy, right? I am a published author. I can say that and have it be truthful because I have this poem. Um, Reading it back now, I'm like... Indeed, in, indeed, no. it was the you. It was like, uh, yeah, I don't. My pen doesn't move that way anymore. But it was, I, I did it. You know, it's, I did I think it. That's the, I think that's what we look at, right? It's like you go back to the stuff you did 10, 15 years ago, twenty years ago. You're like, dang, that's not, that's oh. not as good as I remember it. <laughs> But but at the end of the day, it also shows you where you've grown, right? Or not grown, because I think I'm still kind of in that energy. Like, mm. <laughs> like <laughs> but I, you know what, though? I'm a conduit of love. So anytime I feel an absence of it or an abundance of it, I've got to express it in some way. And unfortunately... It is the lack of that creates a lot of my poetry. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I've recognized that it's intentional. Do you feel that a lot of your work is intentional? Because there's times that I write and then I read it and I was like, who is this for? (laughs) So, um, That's a loaded question because 
yes, it's intentional in the way that I'll finish a piece. Um, but never how it starts. But but never how it starts. It's never intentional how it starts. If you like right here, I'm sitting. I'm sitting where I sit most days, right? <laughs> in front of my computer. <laughs> most all like all day. Uh, in front of my computer. And I rarely use my computer. This is one. Mm -hmm. But these are my notes. Just from oh, the last month. Yeah, totally off subject. Okay, so <laughs> so Just okay. The last month alone. So I've got, I've got notebook too, right? But mm -hmm. I am so weird with my notebooks. So like you have pulled papers that would drive me absolutely insane. And oh, so yeah. like, it's, it's notebooks in here too. It's just like, it's a couple notebooks and like a lot of loose leaf and yeah, it's crazy. The loose leaf would drive me insane. So like, <laughs> even if I pull this out of the book, I've got mm -hmm. to clear, I've got to clear those little space, the little pieces that stay in the ring. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I have to take the perforated age, edge off the paper that it's I have an OCD when it comes to writing. Mm. And if I don't have the right pen, I won't write. If mm. if if it doesn't have like if it's a pen and it's supposed to have a lid. And it doesn't. I can't mm -hmm. write. OK, so me, I'm total opposite. I'll write with this. With a pencil? Mechanical pencil. I'll write with a colored pencil. I'll write with a magic marker. I'll write on the back of a receipt, a paper bag. It doesn't matter to me. Like, I'll rip off, you know, the stacks no, of... Oh, my God! You know, <laughs> you know the no. stacks of, uh, of printer paper? No. Printer paper. I'll rip the like you know the covering on the printer paper. I'll rip the piece off of there, write a note, and leave it down. Like if I'm out somewhere and I have a receipt, I'll keep the receipt in my pocket. Like I'll have a receipt in my pocket, so now I know I got paper. I always got a pen on me, so if if something hits me, I'm like, okay, let me write this down on the dashboard and put this receipt back in my pocket. We have notes in our phones. Uh, nope. It takes too long. It, it does. It does take too long, especially because the thought will leave. Mm -hmm. um, that is one of the most frustrating aspects is sometimes I will have a thought hit me and mm -hmm. I have nowhere to put it. I Last night, um, this came to me. I was listening to somebody and it's the start of a poem for me. Um, and it's it says, through the darkness came light, which created the shadow of the reality we live in. And I was like, holy shit, where did that come from? Um, but, you know, it's powerful and I'm excited about it. And I actually wrote it down and I remembered it. So it's important. <laughs> but. And it goes there. I'm sorry. And it goes somewhere. It does. <laughs> it does. It might be the meat of a piece, the beginning or the end. It, uh, it, it, it might be, it might have to go somewhere, wherever. 
You know, I it's funny you say that because I used to be the person that if I started a poem, I mm-hmm. could never go back into it, right? Mm-hmm. It, whatever emotion was of that moment, that's what it was. So for me to come back into it is doing it a disservice because I'm not writing from the same space. I've recognized that I was doing myself a disservice because I can add greater depth and value by taking myself out of the emotion I started in and reflective emotion into it as I pull it together. Have you felt something like that too? I look at that like uh, like having a baby and then just leaving it in the nursery. Yeah. <laughs> um, if you get what I'm saying, like, I don't know, like, that's, that's how I look at it. Like, you know, if you, like, each one of these like say each each poem was my child, right? Mm-hmm. If I don't go back in and edit and switch some things around and add more depth, add more perspective into it, then it won't grow up the way I need it to. Um, I gotta wipe its ass. I gotta I gotta help it grow. I gotta teach it how to walk. <laughs> Excuse me. Absolutely, I agree. Um, you know? And that- that ties into the healing piece of it too, right? Because um, I just visually saw this right now where you create this poem and it's the healing, it's starting the healing process of a wound. Right. And you recognize that that's going to take years to heal, but time right. is subjective. So years could be hours, it could be minutes, it could be seconds. It's it's irrelevant. Going back into it is reestablishing a control that you didn't have when you started. And so I apologize, but that's really just kind of what overtook me right now. It's the healing of a wound, but you have to tend to the wound too. You can't just expect it to disappear. Right. And you have to understand that it will, some wounds will scar. Scars are sticky. Yeah. So I, uh, on your website, I saw that you have a book for pre-order. Yes. Cry Over Spilled Ink, A Poetic Revolution. Yeah, I cry over spilled ink. Oh, I cry. Okay, I apologize. I I forgot a word. <laughs> no, it's it's cool. Um, because the eye is there, and if you look into the eye, it'll pretty much tell you. If you blow it up, it'll pretty much tell you exactly what's in the book by picture. I I I have found a great appreciation for hiding truth in plain sight. Mm-hmm. Um. We, as writers, have a unique ability to create a picture. And unfortunately, excuse me, we live in a world where fantasy has no basis, not Mm -hmm. recognizing that we actually are living within a fantasy trapped in a nightmare of reality. And we... See that. Are blind to that. I'm sorry. 
No, I was I was saying I could see that. Yeah. I was following my mom. <laughs> and I yeah. appreciate being able to talk that way. You have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I guess it's I, I guess it's just being a poet. I don't live here. Right. Like I'm not of this world. I'm not of this earth. Like I'm I don't I don't function the same way a human would even though I bleed just like everybody else bleeds or I feel just like everybody else feels. I don't, I just don't function on that plane. Right. Mm -hmm. So I, I live in, in a, in a different space. So these spiritual things that you speak of, I, I see them all the time. I, I, I dream them all the time. That's the, what keeps me going. That's what pushes me. That's what keeps me up late at night. That's why I can go to bed at 4.30 in the morning, wake up at 5.30 and be okay with just working on my craft, with just doing what I'm supposed to do because I know it's a, it's a purpose. And no, I don't ask for it. <laughs> I didn't necessarily ask for it, but um, it's my duty. It's my job to tell the truth, to be exactly who I am. You know what I mean? And to write these truths in the best way I know how, because I'm a conduit mm. of all of these things, all of these emotions, all of these things have to go somewhere. I have to help somebody every single day. I am a conduit of love. And I have recognized that it's going to mean I'm a bitch too. Um, Love isn't pretty. It isn't nice. And I have ran into walls where people feel they know emotion better than me. And I am here today on January 4th to tell mm -hmm. you, you're not. Emotionally, you're not on my level. Your understanding is not on my level. Does that make me better than you? No. However, don't try to tell me what I'm feeling. I don't care if you see me crying. I don't care if you see me cussing. You have no idea what I'm feeling on the inside. Correct. You are being presented what my body feels is the appropriate reaction. Correct. Sorry, I feel like I got a little excited right there. Do you? <laughs> it's cool. It's cool. It's I, I like a candy conversation. So you know, it's it's just you know these types of conversations are what uh, are how conversations are supposed to go. You're supposed to be an ebb and flow. You're supposed to be able to say exactly what you feel, how you feel, when you feel it, and I'm supposed to be able to respect that, even whether I agree with it or not. Absolutely. Because and I'm glad I feel how I regardless. I just respect you for who you are. And the world would be a better place if we could all have conversations like this. You know what I mean? And we can't because everybody is in a space where you have to agree with me. If you don't agree with me, you're the ops. And <laughs> I am I'm I'm really proud of myself. I just learned what that was last year. Um That's <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> <That's hilarious. laughs> but um, you know, it's just it's just this great appreciation of being able to be yourself in a world of people wanting to be themselves and 
getting pissed off at you because you're not being them. It doesn't make sense to me. And I don't deal well with stupidity. And that's a that's a line of stupidity that just is really starting to break me down. Mm. Um, if you do not emulate me, if you do not stand behind me with complete blind loyalty, you're nothing. But I don't have to do the same for you. Right. That well, my friend. Me and my friends have a a thing, right? You can't be my friend if I can't tell you you're wrong. Right. We can't be buddies, like, at all. We can't talk. I don't have the space. You're supposed to be able to come to me and say, hey, man, Black Noise, I don't like what you're doing. You're kind of moving faulty. Right. I don't think this is right. And I'm supposed to be able to take that and say, and do a self-evaluation. Now he might be totally off base, Absolutely. but I can't cuss him out and be upset with him for feeling the way he feels because it's coming out of love, right? Mm-hmm. It's coming from a place of, I don't want you to make the wrong move. And I see it maybe going, getting ready to go bad. Right. And a lot of the times we can't have those conversations, those real conversations with each other that cause us to do some self-reflection. I actually want to challenge and flip that a little bit. There is also the ones that have just been told their whole life that they're bad, that everything that they've done serves an evil purpose. And so when you try to bestow and show love to them, They reject it because it hurts. We don't, we're not nice to each other. Mm. And I am a champion and I I try to stay away from race, but there is one group that I, I do have a soft spot for and it's black men. And it's because I see John Henry's. I see all of these people trying to build a railroad and their hammers are getting heavy. And it's not the first time I've used that analogy. Our black men are getting tired and nobody's listening. Um, And we're holding them accountable for making us feel better, but we're not returning it. And so one of the things that I really wanted to talk to you about too, um, as it relates to your poetry, is you are going out into the community. You are talking to the youth. You are talking to the the (laughs) middle-aged, Middle age is such an ugly term, but you know, you're, you're talking to everybody. Um, and I really do feel that's important. What is one of the most impactful moments that you've had as a community leader? Uh, just being in the, in the school buildings, you know what I mean? And seeing exactly how the school system is set up and being able to reach 
some of these little boys and girls and let them know that they have a voice. Mm -hmm. They are, that they matter. I have a, um, an exercise that I do with them. It's, it's very, it's very very simple, right? (laughs) It's building a catapult with rubber bands and popsicle sticks. Mm -hmm. But what I do is I equate them to the catapult. Then what I do is I we talk about potential energy and kinetic energy. Mm-hmm. They don't need to do anything. They can stand still and still have all the power in the world. They don't need to do anything to be loved. They don't need to do anything to have someone want them to do great. They don't have to do anything to get a hug or to get a smile or to have someone say, you are the best thing on this planet and nobody can tell you otherwise. But when they put that energy into motion and make that potential energy, kinetic energy, This is what they can push out to the world and say, yes, I'm great. I'm loved. I can make you feel that way too. I want you to be great. I want you to be loved. I want my future to be awesome. I want to break the statistics. I don't want to be the the statistic. You know what I mean? So once we get done doing all of that and and we talk and we speak to each other in the most awesome way and we make paper balls fly all over the room pissing the teacher off right it's a beautiful thing because the next day it'll hit them like dang i don't need to be a bully i'm dope in my own right i don't need to be that in this moment i'm dope in my own right i don't need to act out to get love I'm already loved. At least Mr. Smith loves me because he shows it. Right. At least Miss Patel loves me because she shows it. She never talks to me about her paycheck, which some teachers do, which is ridiculous to me. Why are she we hoping the kids are Right. She never talks to me about how tired she is. She comes in here and gives her 100% all the time. He comes in here and gives his 100% all the time. And even though I've done bad things, they've never changed toward me because they love who I am and they know I can be better. Right. So that's that I want to see. And that's the impact that I think is is the most impactful, if anything else I've ever done, um, as far as being in the community and being amongst the people. Um, which is one of the reasons why I was trying to do my goddess seat messages in the morning, um, giving people the allowance to give themselves some grace. Mm-hmm. Um, I am a true contradiction. I love everybody and I hate you all too. Um, And I I use hate loosely, of course. Um, I don't think people understand that though. So I want you 
Eric, I want you to just believe yourself to be the best person that you can be. However, however you feel about me, I don't care. So, however, I want you to have that confidence within yourself. Absolutely. So I want everybody to have the confidence within themselves while recognizing that nobody else matters. It doesn't mean that you get to be a jerk. It doesn't mean that you get to just start going off the wall. It just means that you're allowing yourself the separation so you can grow without the pesticides of everybody else. Mm -hmm. And I'm ready to champion that because I, I can love you and you can die and I'm going to keep going. Right. Or I can love you and just not like you at all. (laughs) I can love you with all of my heart, but have no, I don't like you. You know what I mean? And that's not a problem. Like, I don't, I don't feel that that is a problem. Uh, They used to say uh, back in the day, I I love you, but I can love you from across the street. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, this energy doesn't vibe with my energy, but I, but I want you to do well. I still want you to do well. It just can't do well with me on this side. Right here. (laughs) I have, I know people, people hear my voice and they think, oh, she's so soft. You know, she's, Mm -hmm. oh, she would never do anything. I'll tell you what, I will watch your life be taken and cry because life was lost while I'm saying you got what you deserved because you made the choice that put you there. And I don't mean to sound callous, but it is a fact. We are responsible for our own decisions. So if you made the decision to get big in front of somebody who was stronger than you and you had a consequence to that action, you own that. You are responsible for the action that happened from the decisions that you made. It doesn't take away compassion. It doesn't take away love. It's just what it is. Do you think that that's something we could all incorporate to where we have true compassion, but we have more compassion for self first? I always believe to even have true compassion, to even have true empathy, you have to have that for yourself. You can't love without loving yourself first or else it's falsified it's not, it's not true. It's, it's built off of trauma bond at that point. Um, it's built off of a false narrative because until you truly have empathy, compassion, and love for yourself within the space that you are in, you'll never be able to really truly show that to anyone because you don't know what it looks like. Right. You can only do what you, you can only show what you know. Right. So I'm going to challenge you because I don't believe that. Um, The only reason being is I was not raised with love. I was raised in a more violent type situation. This is not me bashing my family. This Mm -hmm. is just a truth of life. Like 
my my family we're not emotive we're not i love you come give me a hug type of family i was the oddball i have always been love i recognized it i'm a conduit of it however i also believe that when i was born i timeline shifted and so i don't think my parents are my parents um but that's a whole nother show um yeah. You know, I just I what you're saying though. <laughs> <laughs> I just have always believed in love. Mm -hmm. So I do think that we come from it. We are just conditioned away from it. So 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 what do you disagree with? I disagree that I don't have to love myself in order to love first, because I learned to love myself second. I was always a conduit of love. So there are variables. And I appreciate that in the spiritual realm, we allow for the variable. There's no room in reality. Is there is is it not so you said you allowed yourself to love yourself second who did you love first i loved in general so i i can honestly tell you that i have always separated the emotion from the person so love was just something that was there. It wasn't anything that I had to do to learn. It just was, it was just who I was. Um, and I've mastered it to understand it better. Um, so it kind of puts me in the spot because it's really hard to explain. Um, I wasn't raised in a space where I was given the encouragement you know, I was fair skinned um, in a dark skinned world. Um, so I had a lot of things already against me. So I had to learn on the fly. Um, and I used it, sorry, rambling. I saw what it wasn't. And so I opposite, I went the opposite. Ha, there you go. I got there. Eventually I got there. I was taught love by witnessing the lack of it. So neener, 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 okay? <laughs> I will say this, and I will say this. You agree with me, you just added a level two. <laughs> so, I will give you that, I will give you that. So you, so you, a lot of the time we learn in opposite, right? That's how that's how this world works. You know what I mean? If you grew up poor, you you definitely understand you if you're if you're thinking, you're you definitely understand how to manage your money better. Um if you if you uh grew up in a in an abusive home, you definitely understand what abuse looks like and how to stay away from abuse and what those red flags are, unless you've been traumatized to the point where now you're an abusive person. Just a second, my baby girl is uh, excellent. What's up, baby? All right, baby. Talk to you later. Love you. All right. 
So I love you- that. And I love people calling me out because I get tunnel vision and I I have to have somebody come in and give me another perception, another view, a perspective. Otherwise, I'm gonna never grow. So thank you for that. <laughs> for sure, but you definitely knew what love was before you ever gave it. You know what I mean? Because you were always thinking about the opposite of what you were getting. I never so, thought of it that way. So they might have not shown you what it was, but you knew what it was because it was always, well, why am I not getting a hug? Whether it was a show that you watched, a book that you read, the school that you went to, we have to understand that like, we picked up a lot of things from school, right? Right. Um, because we were at school more than we were at home. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So whether it was the school you went to, the friends you might have had, the family dynamic in another household, um, or whatever, you were able to. He got another call. I, I actually, I, I appreciate that though, Eric, because I. I shortchanged myself, didn't I? I I have a very big tendency to write myself small. And it's starting to frustrate me because you're right. I was shown what love was from the lack of it, which is why I am so able to appreciate things that other people wouldn't appreciate because I live in the land of opposite. So Mm. I can, I can, I can tandem, you know, I can switch. And so you helped me today, Eric. Oh my gosh. You, you, this year has already been a blessing. Um, And that is one of the best things about not being human is the expansion. Mm. You know, I, I am obese in my spirituality. And it's amazing. Sorry, tangent. <laughs> it's all- um, I would definitely give you um, different perspectives of what this book is like, um, what you guys be looking forward to. Um, We're having a little bit of audio issue. Um, can, you, can you hear me a little bit better? Yes, yes. Oh, we're muted. But, can you hear me? Um, yeah. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so tell me what is give we're gonna we're gonna do something because there is no way that I'm not gonna let you not speak to us. So I'm gonna have you read or speak one of your poems and then to be fair, 
Let me go first because you let me go first because I ain't following you. No, sir. Absolutely what? not. No. <laughs> Absolutely not. You ain't gonna have me looking like Boo Boo the Fool on my own show. Let me go first. Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's see. Okay, so I wrote this recently. Um, like I said, I write, I do write from a very immature pen. Um, but I love that for me. So <laughs> this is called Echo. She sat within the edge of torture that allowed her to see what could be even while she stood in reality that left her paralyzed. What about me? Whispered to those who refused to see that the first man sent to protect failed miserably. Run away, fair maiden, for it is for it is sure you will find the love that you read about. Don't mind the anger, the bruises, the force, or the blame. The game was meant to test you, break you down until you have nothing left to give, and then take more. The elephant of anxiety tiptoeing across memories that only show an abyss of disappointment. What about me? She screams into the mirror of self-doubt as it laughs at the panic rising within her heart. Rhythm uncontrollable. Faster. She can't breathe. The only sound heard is the unrhythmic beat of a heart that has long lost the ability to sing. Deafening the screams that she can't take anymore. The pressure is one and she has fallen into the darkness. Then silence. No sounds can be heard and the black hole appears closer than before. Help me, see me, hear me, love me. Show me that the years of invisibility were not a punishment meant to be taken to the grave. What about me? I like that. Thank you. That wasn't as juvenile as you as you say it was. <laughs> that, was very, that was very much I appreciate it. <laughs> but I still had to go first. <laughs> um, am I still echoing? No. Okay. You sound good. I call this generation. Ma. Mama. Um. Um. What is therapy? Why isn't it for black people? Personified potatoes that read ink blocks aren't a thing where I'm from. My, my, my mama said we need those to make ends meet. Ain't got time for breaking down. Pray and sprinkle a little Lowry's on that struggle to mask our issues. Don't, don't, don't let the smooth taste fool you. We tough. We test the strength of grins every day, bearing the weight of brooms that feed rugs, dirty laundry always locked away in buried caskets. We grow up in homes with Vegas rules. Spin. 
click. Don't mind me. I'm just trying to rush away this pain I can't talk about. Who is trauma? Who is anxiety? The boogie beast I should have been taught about before we crossed experience spin, before I learned their names, before finding out they are Siamese twins connected at the trigger, click with hairpin depression, click. I just might click. I think it would have been a good idea if someone warned me about this runaway landmine strapped to a powder keg on wheels, hell-bent on imploding me into a rocking fetal position, add bullet, spin, click, slice, pretty red bead. At least you might be able to remember what God sounds like. The only time I hear him is when I hug my children. Bandage, please. Come to think of it. I have known the twins for a while. We used to be childhood friends until they taught me how to forge thoughts heavy enough to juice innocence from my joy, spin callous enough to pick the bright from my eyes, click, squeezing away my smile, the real one. You know, the smile, the smile we all used while smelling like outside. Popsicle jokes on our lips, blow pop colored tongues back when I dreamed in finger paint before finding out envy comes in purple too and sometimes makes up secret handshakes spin click somewhere between Lincoln logs and adolescence trauma attacked me anxious swig shook me depressed swig spin click where I'm from we learn how to drink away feelings Fight before love, fuck before healing. I'll hurt you before you hurt me. Hot hands, bloody knuckles, swig. These dead bodies don't get marches. Spin, click. We be marksmen of insecurity. Broken is a badge of honor. Looks like tough skin projecting broke on broke. Can't afford it, but at least we ain't got roaches. Your mama on crack rock. You ugly. You black. You stupid. And them ain't name brand. Them brand name. It was easy to lie to ourselves. Say it was all in fun. Spin, but Sticks and stones do more than break bones for many. They broke spirits. Click. Mom. Um, um, mama. Um, mama, mama. Um, 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 when, when daddy left, was, was he running away from therapy? I mean, I'm, I mean, me mental health must, must got a stinger on it. I mean, I mean, um, um, stigma must hurt. Wow. That's why I went first. <laughs> that is, I, I appreciate that piece. Um, especially because it speaks to mental health, you know? Um, I think you took me into emotion, so I apologize, but I, I do realize that a lot of 
black men leave because they don't know how to talk. And that's our fault. We've never given them the space to be able to. And it's unfair because there's some amazing men and they don't recognize it. And they're hiding behind this evil facade because that's what society has told them that they are. That bothers me. It bothers me a lot. And, you know, even as I visualize the particular person that I'm speaking on, it's all inclusive. Right. You guys are not evil. You were trained to survive in different environments. That's not evil. Evil is Jeffrey Dahmer. Evil is Joe Biden and all these politicians. <laughs> it's not the black man. And I want to champion that. Um, so we can partner together, you know, um, like I said, a lot of my messages that I want to send out, I need the meat. I, I can't, I can see it, but if I don't really get to hold it, I can't speak on it. So I can't speak of the plight of a black man because I carry a uterus, you know, um, but that doesn't mean I can't champion for it. Um, again, I um, never know when I'm going to be struck, but your piece struck me, and it and it's because therapy, and I it's not just sitting on a couch. This today, you and I sitting here talking, therapy, right? Singing a song, therapy. We have to take away the stigma and get people off the fucking couch. Don't nobody want to lay on a fucking couch. <laughs> you know? It's 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 part of the conversation. It's the conversation from the um, um the teaching little boy that's your sister. What you crying for, boy? Mm -hmm. Get up, get off, off. Don't show no. But if we start that probability, strongest thing, you don't have to be over to be vulnerable. It's a difference in a push and not having a. And being able to communicate your emotions in a healthy manner. Being able to use these emotions and get them out, be able to hurt about frustrating, angry, sad, hey, to have emotions. So when we're at home, it starts at home. It does start at home. It does start at home. You're right. Bro, you know, I, I, 
um, what goes on in the days and days. Never subscribe to that. Yeah. I've never right. been right. one to be like, what goes on here stays here because if I hadn't spoke out, I probably wouldn't be here. You know, there's, there's just, there's just, there's just too many variables. And um, that's really bad about it because they've, it's a lot of single and a lot of single fathers and a lot of grandmothers raised awesome adults, right? Right. Um, but the stigma of mental health community has to be, it has to be where it's okay for two men about what they're feeling, without feeling as if they're of a man, but saying, man, that. Right. Well, and I and I agree with that as well. That a man should be able to cry and not be considered gay. <laughs> but <laughs> I um I do have a segment of my show, and it is called the Goddess Seat. Mm-hmm. And so within the Goddess Seat, I am just gonna let you know how amazing you are. Thank you. Um, one of the things that I realized when I was doing my research on you is you're not typical. You are willing to talk about what scares you. You are willing to be vulnerable out loud. And that's not common, especially for men and black men. So, you know, you have stepped off of the track and it's really appreciated. We need more people to step off the track. We need more people who are willing to lead in a different way. It's not to say the tradition is not good. It's just it needs to adapt. And you, Black Noise, are one of the people who have adapted it to fit you and I just want to applaud you for that because it's not easy. You also have a spoken word that you do, um, an event that you do that I'm going to ask you to speak on um, as well here in just a moment. You really are setting a standard and creating a space for people to be okay in. And you have championed that through your spoken word. You're taking away the stigma. And I just wanted to take a moment to appreciate you for that. Thank you. Thank you. And so before you tell people your different platforms to follow you on, I do want you to share your event because as it comes closer it's in march right i believe you have an event there's a lot of stuff going on you yeah you were on aj's thing and you were speaking of an event that you're getting ready to promote not necessarily your event right um so i want to talk about that give you a chance to promote that um yeah it's going on uh so before I get on the road, um, I start crying that um, I do a 
open mic every third Friday of the month, Black Noise Open Mic, um, where any and everybody can come through and and use the stage and and spill and purge uh, what they feel. Um, I don't care whether it's a song, a, a comedy skit, or whatever. It doesn't matter. Um, it's mainly poets who come through, but it's always a good time. It's always a loving space, a uh, inclusive space um, that I like to uh, that I like to create, and that has been doing pretty well. Um, on my show, there's a, a segment that I like to call "Poet in Real Life." I like to speak to poets who are really in the community who do what they write who um champion what they what their agendas are in real life not just on paper not just within the art doing things outside of the art and are really um about community work um so um i'm taking that away and creating a podcast from that because it kind of brings down the open mic a little bit but you know um you live and you learn <laughs> um so yeah and uh other than that it's just all role work uh from here and promoting the book you know that's it uh, yeah it's a lot of work um i will champion i will push your stuff up into stories. You know, I, I definitely, I definitely believe in networking and, um, celebrating each other. Um, so why don't you let the audience know where they can find you? I have put your website up. I, I did put it up while you were speaking, um, where they can pre-order your book. I cry over spilled ink, a poetic revolution. Um, so tell us where we can find you, Eric. Uh, you can find me at Poetry on Instagram, Noise underscore poetry on TikTok. Um, I'm also um, blacknoise.poetry on threads. And um, yeah, that's pretty much it. I don't really use Facebook like that, but you know, um, <laughs> those, are the, those are the spaces. Uh -huh. <laughs> those <laughs> Spaces, those are the spaces, and uh, you know, blacknoisepoetry.com. Uh, uh, merch will be up uh, in a few, and also, of course, I Cry Over Spilled Ink, a Poetic Revolution is on pre order right now, so you can um, get that. I'm, I'll be dropping the, the next uh, book trailer pretty soon, so I'm, I'm pretty excited about that. Well, I, you know, we might have to talk a little offline because I have excerpts from the time that I was with Demon. Um, and I'm going to put it to paper. I want people to see how crazy I went over the last year and a half um, because it really did wake me up. Um, and I'm unashamed. Everything happens for a reason. And so I, sorry, selfish plug, I, you know, but I'm like, I definitely want to pick your brain um, because I have a book and okay. I, I, I have a story to tell. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. We can definitely uh, talk. Definitely. Um, we can um, talk about the publishing process or whatever you want to talk about. It's, 
I, uh, it's it's gonna be good it's gonna be good i've got a few books in my brain that i've got going on a kind of romance novel that i'm writing mm-hmm. um, you know it's so excited. <laughs> sorry absolutely but thank you guys so much for joining us today and make sure you follow black noise poetry and I always get, look, you got me all confuddled. Okay, hold on. I have like a whole saying I got to do now. Hold on. Let's get it straight. We'll get it together, guys. We're going to get it together. Thank you so much for waking up today. I love you. And be nice. It's easy.